Hello everyone and welcome to episode who the fuck knows what um, of adult ADHD, my journey of self-discovery and getting a diagnosis. Oh my God, sorry about the delay. Um, you know what? Life just got in the way. <laughs> what can I say? Life got in the way and you've had to wait an extra day or an extra month or an extra 5,000 years for this podcast episode to drop. So I do apologize for that, but also it is what it is and a lot's been happening, which some of which I will share with you in tonight's episode. Um, so yeah, without further ado, let's get crackalacking. So, um, first of all, if you would like to reach out and contact to me or follow me or whatever, whatever, whatever to find out updates on what's happening, which again are very <laughs> meager at the moment, you can follow me on Instagram. It's at adult underscore ADHD underscore journey. Facebook is at adult ADHD journey. Email is adult.adhd.journey at gmail.com. And if you'd like to sponsor the podcast, uh, it is www.buymeacoffee.com slash adult ADHD. Okay, let's get started. Bing, 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 Okay, so I have been... The podcast has been on the radar for quite a while. Um, and then I'm like, oh my God, I'm so busy. I'm, um, uh, this is happening. And it's kind of been all over the shop, but it has been on my radar. But gosh, well, what's been happening? So I had my mum and dad over, which was lovely. They were over for six weeks. What else happened? I got COVID, um, so that knocked me out for a bit of time. I got a new job quite suddenly and unexpectedly. So I've just been scrambling around the place trying to like keep my head above water uh, while I've been, yeah, just trying to balance a million balls in the air at all times. And as someone with ADHD, well, let's face it, we juggle like a gazillion balls in the air always because we live a life of almost some organized chaos, some chaos, <laughs> some just who fucking knows what. And um, yes, so unfortunately, I've just been all over the shop. Tell you what, don't decide to get a new job Um in the middle of a school term and then just transfer straight over because it is hectic. <laughs> Jesus Louises. Uh, yes. So not that I'm making excuses, but I like to think because I've got ADHD, it's actually made the transition easier because I am nothing if not flexible and adaptable and I can pretty much manage what would overwhelm a lot of people with workload and getting your head around things and X and Y and Z, I feel like my ADHD actually helps me with all of that because my brain moves so quickly. Anyway, I'm a fast thinker. I'm a fast 
like actor, fast mover, like my brain's like, bing, 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 bow, 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 bow. I've come into this new environment and it's like, but my brain can keep up because that's the speed my brain usually works at. It's just for once in my life, my environment is moving at the same speed as my brain. So we're kind of like running alongside each other. It's all beautiful. Whereas usually I'm like fucking 10,000 miles ahead. Yes, not always doing what I should be. (laughs) I've been distracted along the way or I've got this hyper focus over here or something shiny's over there. So I've gone over that way. So usually I'm like a million miles ahead, but because I've taken a trillion detours, I end up breaking even or sometimes being ever so slightly behind because I've been distracted. But because my brain works so fast and my environment's been really fast, it's actually been stimulating enough to kind of keep me in it and keep me present and there's been no space for distraction. Uh, So I've kind of dealt with it and I've been able to keep at it with the same pace and I've managed to have quite a seamless transition. So it's worked out quite well. So it's been an emotional roller coaster as of late because, as I said, this new job opportunity was unexpected and uh, it kind of came like a bolt out of the blue. So I had to do a very adult thing and a very un-ADHD thing as well. And when I was making this choice about whether or not to make this move, I actually based my decision entirely off head and not heart. And those of you with ADHD know that we, well, speak for myself, usually act emotionally. Emotions completely lead us. And um, yeah, it was so emotionally in sync and saying goodbye and doing all, it's just awful and it's horrible and so actually when I made this decision it was really 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 hard because I had to battle against my own heart because I knew what I was doing was the best thing for me and the best thing for my career and I had to like push the ADHD brain out of the way and say no bitch No, bitch, because whilst leading with emotions sometimes can be good, a lot of the time, well, emotions are not logical and to stay where I was would have been illogical for my future. So it was really quite difficult to do. So I'm not sure if any of you have had that come up before, but it's it's like a real in a battle with yourself when you have to make a decision based on your head and not your heart because actually I'm so shit at making head decisions so fucking shit uh but also because of the ADHD when I moved jobs it was actually quite a risk uh and some people are told were like, oh, but it's a risk. It's not certain. Like, how do you know it's going to pay off? But the risk side of me was like, woo, I throw caution to the wind. If I ended up unemployed after a couple of weeks, great. I will just be unemployed for a bit. Oh, I can't think of anything better. Sleep-ins, lady of leisure. Uh, oh, I mean, it sounds fabulous, doesn't it? I'd probably 
flounder after about 10 minutes, <laughs> die of boredom um, and be desperate for work. However, it is nice to dream and, you know, have these thoughts that are completely, absolutely wrong. <laughs> but I was kind of like, you know what? I'm a big believer in the universe and everything happens for a reason and what's meant to be is meant to be and I believe that things happen absolutely for a reason, like I just said. So I believe that this opportunity came and found me and who am I to say no to an act from the gods? Who indeed? So there's a little bit about why I've been so shit at the moment on the podcast. And I've had about a gazillion messages and I see them bing, 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 binging up. And I just, I haven't, I just, I haven't had, I haven't had, I just haven't had the capacity, the space, the time. Um. So when I left my other job, I had to write my reports for that job before I left. And now reports are due at my new job. Uh, based on these kids who I don't know that well yet. And it's like, woo, everything's happening. Ah. So if you have sent me a message, I'm so, 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 so sorry I haven't replied yet. I will get round to it, I promise. I just need a bit of time. Reports are due next week. Once they're done, I'll be chilling like a villain, motherfuckers. So fret not, I will get back to you. Okay, so what am I going to talk about today? Um, what's new with you? New job? Uh, yes, I am. Yes, actually. So I am now in a relationship. Who would have ever thunk it? Oh my God, what? <laughs> the bitch who cannot commit? Is this true? Yes, guys, it's true. I'm sorry for all of those people who had dreamed of presenting me with a ring and saying, my darling Katie, podcaster of the world, be my bride and forever be mine. The opportunity at the moment is no more for you guys. I am sorry. (laughs) My act of not dating and celibacy and really taking time out to focus on myself actually paid off. Woo! So, you know, if you were listening thinking, oh, like, wow, I wonder if that works, the ridiculous celibacy journey she's gone on and the no dating and really focusing on that self-growth. Like I went, what a loser. (laughs) Celibate and horny and you'll get nowhere. Well, actually, haha, it worked. It worked. It worked. It gave me the space to really know what I wanted. It gave me the space to really value myself and know what I was worth and realize that, you know, I am sacred and other people are sacred. It really allowed for that to happen, but it also gave me a real good, in depth understanding of myself as a human being and how I tick which I thought I fucking knew a lot already, but turned out I had a way, 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 way more to learn. And I don't know, something just clicked after a while and everything, yeah, fell into place really. And I had said, I'm not going to stop dating. I'm not going to be intimate with people. But if something comes along, like if an opportunity comes along, that seems like, oh yeah, this person could be a goer. 
then I wasn't going to not date because I was on a ban or anything. I was just going to take it slow and blah, 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 blah. So took it slow on the intimacy front, very fast on the feelings front, like poo. But luckily this person is very kind of emotion driven as well but not in like a car crash sort of way like two emotionally driven people getting together could sometimes be like oh accident waiting to happen (laughs) but not at all and I somehow amongst all of the chaos managed to find someone who is loving kind patient I mean god you've got to be fucking patient to be with me I'm a bitch sometimes, like I'm an absolute raving lunatic half of the time. And honestly, for all the money in the world, I would not date me. Like if I suddenly did like, I don't know, I was going to say like a wife's, not a wife swap, like a parent trap thing where, you know, in the swap bodies, but not minds or whatever. But then I'd still have my own mind. So if I dated me, it wouldn't be me because I'd be me. Whatever, right? If suddenly I wasn't me, but I was aware of what I was like, I would not date me for all the money in the world. Like, (laughs) those annoying, psychopathic crazy human being. No, I'm being hard on myself, but I wouldn't fucking date me. Like you've got to have the patience of a saint. I don't fucking have any patience. I am renowned for having zero patience with anything really. After my kids at school, there's nothing left. (laughs) I have nothing left to give anyone on the patience front. (sighs) So yes, he's got so much patience and is just very loving, but also not afraid to feel and not afraid to, you know, doesn't want to play games like me. And it's just been really, really great. So not only have I had family over, got a new job, got the COVID, I've also got into a relationship that's moved very quickly. Um, in terms of like, you know, it's only been a few months and already it's kind of like yeah actually this this could be it which I have never said before bloody hell um and look I mean it might go to shit (laughs) next week's episode I'll be like guys it's over (laughs) it's over but I don't think it will Uh, I have I have high hopes but what will be will be but it's good and I know it's good and it's not felt this good before and Unlike other relationships, you know, when people are like, it's just not right for you. You deserve someone so much better. And you're like, "Mm, do I though? Because (laughs) I'm very crazy. But then you are like, yes, actually, I do deserve someone better. And then you're in this cycle of, oh, do I, am I worthy? Am I not worthy? He's or she's treating me like shit. And now I've turned into a psycho or I've lost myself and I'm acting, trying to be someone who I'm not. And then they hate me and resent me for it. And I hate me and resent me for it too. And everything's gone to fucking shit. And then they treat you worse and worse and worse and then you go crazier and crazier and crazier and then boom bam bong it all fucking implodes explodes fucking plodes everywhere and it's just like and it's just horrible and shocking and then you look back and you think oh my god I ruined it because I changed myself I got um 
weird self-esteem issues. I got all of this and then changed me. And then thus the entire thing begins to unravel, which you've heard me talk about before. I feel like I'm talking very quickly. I'm very, very tired. Like I had to fucking push through like 6,000 walls to actually do this tonight because my head is pounding look at me complaining all podcasts. Oh my God. Woe is me. Also, I've got a bit of a bug, um, a stomach bug at the moment. So I feel very sick all of the time. It's like I'm pregnant just without the baby. Uh, (laughs) So just the, it's like I've got morning sickness, but I'm without child. You know, maybe this is payback because I did go for a swim yesterday morning. This is before my nauseous symptoms kicked in and uh, it was 6.15 in the morning and there was no car parks at this giant fucking car park outside this giant pool I go swim in. Zero car parks. It's pissing down with rain. I'm wearing Ugg boots. I'm like, heaven help me if they get wet and stained. So I parked in a pram bay. So my justifications when I met my friend for a swim were, A, it's six o'clock in the morning. So actually, who's coming to the pool at 6am with their pram? But B, I have a womb, which is essentially a pram. It's just a pram with no baby in it at the moment, but a pram nevertheless. So (laughs) that's what I said to him as we were swimming. (laughs) I said, if I get a fine, that's the argument I will use. And actually, I've felt nauseous ever since. So maybe I'm having a phantom pregnancy as punishment for parking in a pram bay. Just to let you all know, I had gone by 7.30. So any mothers listening, please don't be outraged. Um, I was gone by 7.30, which I feel is a reasonable hour. Who's going to... Okay, if you're a mum and go to the pool with your baby at six o'clock in the morning, please message me and I will apologise for parking in that space. But, you know, my justification, I was like, no, you know. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, um... Yes. So I've got a book. Yes. So, oh my God. I was like, oh my God, I can't do this. But if it wasn't done today, I I do not have any time. I'm so busy over the next couple of days. There's no time to breathe, think, swim, sleep, rave, repeat anything. So there you go. Here we are. So you'll have to deal with me complaining a little bit. Sorry. Anyway, this was a lovely little thing to say. I've met someone. Yay. So If you listen to this podcast and relate to me, especially on a dating level, or I'm super shit at relationships, just like this poor fucker Katie level, then have hope. Because just turn celibate for six months and you'll meet your Prince Charming or your Princess Charming. Prince Charming. Princess Charming. What do you call, what do guys say? And what do lesbians say? What do, you'll find your Prince Charming. Mrs. Wright just doesn't sound as good. Because Mr. Wright doesn't sound as good as Prince Charming. You'll find your sleeping beauty. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. 
anyway, uh, hang in there, guys, is all I am saying. There you go. Hmm, where to next? Okay, so actually, yes, lovely little interlude. I am tired, so tired. Um, still trying to fix my sleep, which sucks. So since my last podcast episode, I have gosh, being on that many different prescribed things by my psychiatrist, trying to figure out what is the cause and what is the cure for this insomnia that is my life. And it's really kind of taking its toll. So (laughs) I got given some tablets that made me hallucinate. So I'll share with you a story about these (laughs) tablets. So they, yes, I took them. And then, I don't know, 20 minutes later, 15 minutes later, I, the words started floating off my phone. I was texting a few people and I was like, whoa, the words were floating off the phone. And I had planned to go for a run with my friend the next morning. And we were messaging. And then I looked down because I was sat on my bed and my legs had turned into, wait for it, drum roll. Can you guess? No, you got it wrong. My legs turned into giraffe legs. (laughs) So I was looking down like, oh my God, my legs are giraffes. Holy shit. And it just was like, I was like, kind of flip it like just like I don't even know I was like whoa so I was texting my friend like oh my god I'm a giraffe I've got giraffe legs and he was like what (laughs) and I was like I'm so sorry when we run tomorrow I'm really scared and he was like why are you scared and I was like because like what if I accidentally trample on you and crush your skull with my with my hooves? And I was like, and I'm going to be so much faster than you. I'm going to be running laps around you over and over because my legs are so long. And I was like, but it's still me. Like, even though I've got a giraffe body, I was like, I've still got a Katie head. Like, so it's still me, but uh, just the giraffe legs. <laughs> He was like, okay, bitch, what have you taken? And... um. It got a bit weird. I had a few weird conversations with people where I was just, yeah, people were like, what is, what is wrong with you? You're a freak uh, in the nicest possible way. But um, I was a bit scared of going to sleep or leaving the house because then I decided to stupidly read the booklet, um, even though the words were flowing off the page. And it was saying how you can sleepwalk and leave the house and go driving in your car and do all of this weird fucking shit um when you're on them so then I decided to hide my keys and I wanted to hide them in ice but then I realized that the ice would then kill the battery in the key so I put them in the food cupboard um but it also said a lot of people have had sexual intercourse on the drugs and then woken up and not remembered and it's caused obviously so many issues in that regard And then I was like, oh my God, like, does it turn you into some sexual monster? Like, oh God, do I need to lock the cats out of the bedroom for the night? And then I was like, ew, ew, I'm sick, I'm sick. (laughs) It was very funny, actually. Um, So I had a right laugh, actually, the next day. It was a word on the street, talk of the town (laughs) Uh, with me and my friends. And it was very funny to look back on. But needless to say, after that night, never took those again. 
<laughs> but giraffe legs will forever go down in the history books with me and some of my friends as just one of the weirder moments in my life. Um, oh, God. I then took some stuff that gave me like uh, like a throbbing heart rate and heartbeat where my heart was like pounding out of my chest and I felt like I was dying and then that obviously gave me more anxiety so then I couldn't sleep then I got put on some other ones um two other types of ones one after the other and both of which didn't work and gave me severe anxiety depression irritability I turned into a fucking monster demon bitch um my boobs my nipples were like the size of Buckingham Palace each and my boobs I felt were really swollen. All right, I'd just like to say I'm not pregnant. I understand I'm talking about being sick constantly (laughs) and now I'm talking about having really sore boobs and having mood changes. I would like to just clarify and say to you right now, no, I am not pregnant. So if you're listening to this like, oh my God, that bitch is like (laughs) blaming everything apart from the fact that actually she's having a baby. I am not having a baby. um, But the medication gave me the sorest boobs in the world to the point where I would be standing up like just not even like doing anything really. And suddenly I'd be like, oh, motherfucker. Um, and I couldn't be touched. I was like sensory fucking overload and just a bloody nightmare, to be honest. So uh, it took me a few weeks to realize that I was being a bitch because of the medication. Um, like it, it wasn't obvious straight away. It was kind of like, you know, something like you know, when someone starts to shade a drawing, it's not like a fucking blunt line. It's like a subtle, gradual kind of thing. And then suddenly, it's like when you start taking ADHD medication, your brain's like, bah, 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 bah. and then one day you're like, oh my God, my brain is quiet. When did this happen? You just suddenly realize and I suddenly thought, what the fuck? Oh my God, shit. So, um, yes, came off those. So now I'm taking a month off everything while my body goes back to its natural, I want to call it circadian rhythm. Don't know if that's the right word, but whatever. Till it gets back in its vibe, I'm like, there's nothing in my system and nothing's going to react. Do you know what I mean? Because when I had my medication review the other day, I was like, look, I think my sleeplessness is actually anxiety driven. And he said to me, well, you said to me last time you didn't think it was. And I was like, yes, I know, but these medications, they made me anxious, but now I'm off them. But then I think it is anxiety. And then he was like, what about like, is it vivid dreams? And I was like, no, well, the medication gave me really vivid dreams, but now I've come off it. I'm not getting vivid dreams, I don't think. And And so I was doing a lot of kind of guesswork. Um, What was the medication? What is me? Have I just had some sort of hormonal balance, baby? No, I'm joking. Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, Have I had some... I don't know. Like, you know how you have a hormonal shift every seven years with your hair? Um, Maybe have a hormonal shift every seven years with your head as well. Um, So nobody knows, really. Well, actually, to be honest, someone will know. uh, Doctors. (laughs) Hormone experts. Neuro people. Anyway, um... So yes, I'm giving myself a month to get to know myself again off drugs. I mean, I'm still on my anti-anxieties that are taken now and blah, 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 but my sleep is shit. So I have actually just got some Bose Sleep Buds 2, they're called. 
very expensive, ridiculous price. But can you put a price on sleep? Nobody really knows. So um, my $400 pillows <laughs> that I've spoken about in the past, clearly they've made me more comfortable, but they haven't made me sleep. So my next big splurge has been these Bose earbuds because most of the time uh, my boyfriend does not snore, but sometimes he does snore. And I cannot stand repetitive sounds. That's why I couldn't have a fucking yappy dog. That's why most podcasts you hear me call my cat a dickhead 700 times because he yowls repeatedly and it drives me mad. So I'm currently, the cats are both asleep on my knee because I've got the electric blanket pumping on the highest level um, just because that's the only way I can keep him quiet <laughs> if he's being cooked slowly from the inside. So repetitive noises I cannot deal with and it drives me mad and I just wait for the next yowl or wait for the next snore or wait for the next whatever. And I obsess over it. Um, and so these sleep buds, I thought, right, I've got to have to, I'm going to have to fucking get them. And actually they do block out the sound of snoring. I could still hear, sorry, that was a sniffle. Sorry. I could kind of hear it a little bit one day, but it was so kind of in the background faint that it didn't bother me. But just to give you an example of how much I do obsess over sounds, um, real or perceived, is I had these sleep buds in the other day and I was listening to um, like a white noise sound called sand because white noise for me is too... And I'm like, ah, it's so harsh. Whereas sounds like... A bit softer. Uh, so I was listening to sand and... Then I was convinced I could hear bells in the background. Do, 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 But super soft and subtle, like proper, like in the background. And then that was it from the time I woke up at four o'clock in the morning until six o'clock when my alarm went off. I was listening to these bells that actually didn't exist. Um, saying to myself, Katie, it's fine. Forget, and I was in bed alone, like I was in the house alone. Santa, it wasn't Christmas even, Santa's not around at the moment, there were no bells, but I could hear them, I could hear them, and every time I tried to forget them, then I could hear them again, because a lot of the time in silence I hear music. Is that an ADHD thing? I don't know. Is that an I'm obsessed about things thing? I don't know. Are those two the same things? Probably. Oh my god, I really need to sneeze, sorry. So if you hear me, suddenly sounding more nasal as time goes on. It's because I'm I'm really trying to hold back the sneeze. So I was listening to imaginary bells for two hours. Uh, so if I can obsess and not sleep over imaginary bells, which aren't actually playing, you can imagine how much snoring affects me. Uh, <laughs> because snoring is real and imaginary bells are perceived. So, uh, I mean, I was literally like two seconds away from emailing Bose, being like, get the fucking bells out of the background of the fucking sand. Like, seriously, what is happening? But then I realized, no, you know what's all in my head. And I do hear music, like I hear beeps in my head. Yeah. Look, I know this is an ADHD podcast. Is imaginary bells an ADHD thing? I, I am not actually sure, but... Moral of the story is, well, there is no moral, actually. That, that is the moral. Moralless. The moral is, 
you can't put a price on sleep. So don't obsess or you'll hear bells. Bloop, 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 bloop. I have an appointment, I think, I think, tomorrow with a doctor to potentially, oh God, oh God, the cats have seen something move. What are they looking at? Where's the spider? Shit, if you hear yowls in a moment. I'm really sorry. It's the imaginary spider. Maybe someone is leaking some sort of gas into the household because I can't see a spider or any other creature for that matter, but the cats seem fixated on this one spot and their ears have pricked up and their eyes have dilated. So they're hallucinating visually and I hallucinate audially, audioly, audiologically. My brain's not working. I'm sorry. Anyway, whatever. What was I talking about? Yes, I've got an appointment, I think, with the doctor tomorrow to potentially discuss... Ow! Sorry, I've just been bitten. Uh, to potentially discuss CBD oil to help me sleep at night. Is it going to work? I don't know. Is this an avenue I should be going down? I don't know. It's not to definitely trial it. It's just to talk about it to see if it might be right. I just have the fear of God in me that um, it will affect my medication in some way. So I'm going into it very cautiously and with a few like little flags going up. But it's just I'm trying out another method of experimentation, I suppose. I brought it up with my GP. She's like, yeah, that actually sounds like it could be a goer. Um, And it's really kind of a difficult thing because is it going to work? Is it not? Is it right? Is it not? Well, I don't know. I'm going to find out a bit more information. So I'll let you know how that goes. Um, Will I get arrested for this? Nobody knows. <laughs> it is legal in Australia, but it's like a weird little grey area. I'm not quite sure. Anyway, so uh, I'll keep you posted on that. That was a really pointless interlude. Uh, but I'll do the music anyway, because that's that chapter finished. <gasps> Ooh, right. Little bit of learning for you. Oh my God, learning, 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 squirting. So going back to my previous, previous, previous snippet about meeting somebody and getting into a relationship with them and that being celibate works and getting to know yourself better works. Let me tell you what my self-discovery chapter which was celibacy and not dating for a while. Six months, six months. Let me tell you what else I learned. And look, I'm telling you this based on my own experience. So, you know, when someone's like, oh my God, like, don't do that. It's not right. I've done it before and it doesn't work, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yeah, 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 whatever. But you make the mistake anyway, because unless you make the mistake or unless you make the discovery or whatever you don't learn kind of from it or you don't take it in. It's like when a friend tries to give you advice, you're like, ah, give me advice. I don't know what to do. And then they give you advice and then you do the opposite of what they say. 
So it's kind of like that in a weird sense. Um, I can't remember what I am talking about now, so I do apologise. Um, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, so not doing what people advise you to do. What's that called? Oh yeah, so you know what? Me telling you this, you might listen to it and be like, ah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And then do the complete opposite or don't listen to anything I'm saying, which is absolutely fine. I am merely here to talk about my own experiences. And if you take any anything from it, then absolutely fantastic. I've done my job. So my self-discovery, um, and I've spoken to this about you before, is about the topic of setting boundaries and also I've spoken to you about the ick. Now, if you've not listened to any of those episodes, what are you doing starting at this episode? Go back, you crazy motherfucker, um, and listen to the episodes, all the episodes before. I talk about boundaries a lot. I talk about the ick a fair bit um, to give you a brief whatever. Um, the ick is when your brain kind of switches off someone or something and then that's it, you're repulsed for life and nothing you can do uh, will ever make you go back from the ick. Especially if you're a female. If you're a guy, I think you can override the ick a bit more than a girl can. Um, mm, cup of tea, sorry. That's obviously gender stereotyping gone mad. Ha, uh, but yeah, I, I think it's true. And the ick, yes, and boundary setting, basically I um, have none or have had none in the past and have never respected myself properly until this diagnosis. I was kind of, yeah, had the realisation post-diagnosis, oh my God, how is anyone supposed to respect me when I don't respect myself? Ah, ah, duh. But took me, what, 31 years to discover this. <laughs> um, and everyone else was like, uh, yeah, dickhead, of course. Anyway, it was something I had to learn on my own. So something else I learned on my own, obviously I was working on boundaries. That was an active goal of mine to boundary set on a personal level and to not do shit just to make other people happy, to not do shit because I wanted to impress or whatever, to only do shit I want to do for the right fucking reasons not for any other reasons apart from because it's right or because I want to do it. Uh, or both, really, ideally. Uh, mm. Sorry, I'm sipping tea because I'm very tired. And if I pause, I might, I, I just, I might never start again. So tea, boundaries, ick. Right. Okay. So just to give you a bit of detail. So my, um, I don't like the word partner because I think it's, a lot of people like the word partner and you know what, it's blah, 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 go for your life. I don't because I like to think I'm 16 at heart and, you know, I've been, I've lived my whole life being so shit at relationships. I've had boyfriends for like five minutes of my whole entire life and the rest of the time I've been single or seeing someone and it's never fucking worked so how often in my life have I ever get got get got, get, got <laughs> have I ever been able to say my boyfriend for longer than five minutes so I call him my boyfriend and I know I'm 32 but you know what he's my boyfriend and bugger off everyone else so 
Yes. What was I talking about? Okay. So, um, when I first started going on a few, ah, in fact, pre first date with the boyfriend, um, we were going to meet for a first date and, or a second date. I don't know. It was, it was early on. All right. It was early on. I was Miss Celibate of the Century 2021, 2022. Sorry. It was this year. Gosh. And, um, I had said that to him like from the get-go, just so you know, I'm celibate. (laughs) Don't try anything. I'm really on this journey and you are not going to ruin it for me. (laughs) So if you want anything to do with me, you will respect me and respect my wishes and respect my boundaries. And I'm setting the boundaries real fucking early, mate. All right. So fucking deal with it. And he was like, oh no, I love that. That's great. Well done. Good for you. So anyway, we're arranging, what are we going to do? Blah, 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 blah. And I was pretty dead set. I don't want to stay at his house because, let me face it, if anyone's going to break a boundary, it's going to be me. Like, I'm the world's best rule breaker and boundary breaker. I see a boundary. I smash through a boundary. I eat a boundary. I demolish a boundary. I inhale a boundary. I snort a boundary. I glug a boundary. I pummel a boundary. So he had suggested, you know what, why don't we go to the Grand Prix? It's right next to where I live. You can stay at my house. And I was like, "Mm." (laughs) Um, look, I just, okay, so I'm going to do some role play because it's easier than I said. He said, so I got this annoying voice. Okay. Um, sing at your house. Um, well, um, in her thoughts. Don't stay at his house, Katie. Don't stay at his house, Katie. You know what's going to happen to those boundaries. You're going to have sex with him. And then what's going to happen, Katie? You're going to end up resenting yourself and resenting him. And don't do it. Um, uh, 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 I'm I'm, I'm not sure. Um, I'll actually have to go home and, 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 um, you know, speak to my family. And (laughs) Hey, (laughs) like, don't even worry about it. Like, ooh, that's fine. Like, you just tell me, but it's just, you know, easier. Uh, are you, like, worried about breaking your boundaries? Not what it sounds like, but I'd like to think my impression of me, it's not what I sound like either. Um, yeah, like, oh, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, okay, yeah, I suppose you're right, yeah, you know, the, yep, 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 that's fine, that's fine, I'll stay at yours. Okay, like, great, and yeah, I totally respect you, and I totally respect your wishes and your boundaries, and don't worry, nothing's going to happen. Um... So that conversation happened uh, and then the next day he messaged me and I had a bit of a mini ick, right? I was like, oh no, but this felt so good. (laughs) Oh no, the ick is coming on. I can feel it. The ick is happening. I can feel the ick coming. It's only a matter of time. Like what, 10 minutes and then that'll be it. Turned off forever. Another one bites the dust. Fuck, like, oh, it could have been so glorious. Uh, Mm. And then it's like the brain gods shone down on me. And I suddenly thought to myself, hang on a second. You don't want to stay at his house. You are dead set in this celibacy and in this like thing for the right reasons. You really don't want to break the celibacy and you really don't want to stay at his house. Who fucking cares if it's easier to stay there because it's next to the Grand Prix? Like, who actually gives a shit? It's not what you want to do. 
Katie, you bloody call him up and you say to him, no, I'm not saying it is. I don't care. You know what? If he comes back and says, oh, I don't want to be with you, you uh, loser <laughs> with boundaries, then fuck him. He is not good enough for you and he is not the one who you should be wasting your time on. I've never done that before. I've never thought, you know what? Fuck it. Actually, no. So I rang him up and said, you know what? I've thought about it. I don't want to stay at your house because I know if I stay at your house, even if you respect your, no, sorry, even if you respect my wishes, I won't respect my wishes. And one thing will lead to another and I'll do something that, yes, I will regret. And yes, I will then resent myself, but I will also resent you because, because of you, I resent me because I broke my celibacy on a wild night after the Grand Prix and now six months down the fucking pan, it's over and I will hate you for the rest of your life and I will hate me too and this is where I've always gone wrong in every fucking relationship in my whole fucking life. I've done everything whether I've wanted to or not because I'm a yes man because I want to please because I have a need to please so I will not stay at your house because I will not do it unless you want me to hate you. Thank you! <laughs> he was like, "Ah, oh, okay, no, yeah, great. Like, I totally respect that. I think you've made the right call. And he was like, God, you're amazing. Like, what? Look at those boundaries. You're fucking like smashing it. And I was like, oh my God, no one told me if you had boundaries, you would actually be praised. <laughs> People like you more. What? I always thought you put a boundary in place. People would like find you annoying. Because unfortunately, because I've got ADHD and I'm super intense, when people don't feel intensity to the same level as me, often I find that annoying. I'm like, oh, loser. <laughs> That's because I'm a bitch. Um, I've softened. I've softened in my old age. So I then avoided the ick. The ick disappeared and things have gone from strength to strength because I actually set those boundaries. So boundaries are great for you. They're great for your relationships with other people. I mean, you're probably listening to this going, duh, dickhead. But that's something that I learned and that really resonated with me and hit home. And I feel like I was euphoric after I had that feeling. And um, I've been setting boundaries in my relationship ever since. Uh, I am brutally honest, sometimes too honest, but most of the time I think it is appreciated. And I'm no longer scared of being rejected by setting a boundary. Um, so there you go. There you go. Drop the mic. Boom, 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 boom. Need I say any more in tonight's episode? Nah, I think I'm done. I mean, we're 46 minutes in. I had no energy to even write a message, for a talk a message, audio a voice a message for like, more than three seconds and somehow I've managed to talk for 47 minutes. So, I mean, I owe you many minutes, but the cats just started yowling. I don't know if you just heard. You must have heard that one. Uh, so <laughs> it's time for me to go. Mother duty, I've got to feed the little prick. <laughs> Shh. Um, I've been giving you attention for too long and he's got jealous. Um, so, you know how ADHD can be genetic? Can it be genetic with an owner and her cats? Because <laughs> this one, honestly, <laughs> it 
just like me. Annoying, whingy, attention-seeking, loves food, loves tickles, but hates cuddles, um, lazy, but psycho, goes hyper. I mean, he's me, really, um, just in cat form. Anyway, another minute wasted. I hope you've enjoyed tonight's episode. And if you haven't, um, sorry. Um, and sorry it's been so long. I will not be so rubbish next time. I say this every time and then I constantly let you down. So I'm saying nothing. See you next time. <laughs> uh, see you next time, guys. And oh, because things in my life started going well, like I was like, new job, new boyfriend. My family came over, so that really boosted me. Um, you know, blah, 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 blah. I then stopped going to schema therapy, not because I didn't want to anymore, because I was like, I'm fixed, but I was too busy. I had my family, there was no safe space to do it because when I do therapy, I want to be alone in the house doing it via telehealth or whatever, whatever, video call. I don't want anyone potentially being able to listen in because that's my private conversation. It's the same with the podcast, which is why it's taken me so long um, to do because I can only do it when I'm home alone. And um, so me and my boyfriend, like, we'll have a week on where we stay with each other for a week and then we'll have a week off. So I'm on my week off this week and next week I'm on my week on and blah, 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 blah. So it makes the podcast really hard to do. But also, because my parents were around, um, I then didn't book a session and then I was happy and in love and then it kind of got pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. And then when all this medication debacle happened and I was getting anxiety and turning into a psycho and blah, 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 it made me realize, hang on, there's always room for self-growth. I need to go back to the schema therapy, even if now I've come off the medication, I feel way better again and feel like I'm becoming more myself. But I think it's really good to keep these things going. So... I don't know what the purpose of me saying that was, but yes, if you, like me, feel like you are in the process where you're now fixed, keep those doors open. Don't close any doors. I think it's good to keep them open. Anyway, <laughs> another minute wasted. All right, guys, um, thanks for listening, and I will speak to you next time. Bye. Ooh, bye.